Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome, warriors. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Anxiety Warriors Podcast. I was afraid you were going to sing and I wanted to plan something, but I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't because that was actually really great. Thanks. That's really great. Thanks. You know, I feel like I have to surprise you every time, at least a little bit. Yeah. But now my brain is stuck on what rhymes with podcast <laughs> so that if you ever <laughs> sing that again, I'll have maybe something. I will. For- I will never sing that again because I won't remember that it existed in about four minutes. <laughs> okay. But my brain's still like cast, mast, ast. Oh, I got it. It's schmodcast. A schmodcast. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> now you have a new word. <laughs> now you'll be thinking, and now you'll be ruminating on that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That next episode ruminating, right? Like, right. No. Exactly. But not today. Today not we're doing exactly what we're doing right now. Is that what we're doing right no, now? We're, we're procrastinating. Not. We're, we're killing moments. Yeah, killing moments. Yikes. Oh, maybe that's too intense. Killing no, time. It's... Sure. Yeah, I just killing time. Killing I feel moments. more attached You're right. that's to a moment. You know, that's that sounds harsher. Okay. <laughs> we're we're crushing it so far, warrior. Yeah. Focused um, <laughs> on task. <laughs> we're schmodcast today. Um, we are. That's why we're off the rails. So we are going to be talking with y'all a little bit about um, oversharing. Oversharing. <laughs> How do yeah. you define an overshare? Yeah. So it's funny because how I define it now versus how I defined it years ago would be different. Mm. Right. And years ago, I would say an overshare is just maybe sharing too much about yourself or someone else to people who, who don't really deserve what you're sharing with them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. How would you define it? Yeah. It's an, I, I would have said the exact same thing. Then when you said deserve, it made me pause. Mm. Not because, cause I guess in my head, it's just like, and you correct me if I'm wrong is like, when you, when you say maybe they don't deserve to hear that thing, is it because they haven't earned it? right? They haven't been in your life long enough to earn said maybe more vulnerable or emotional or introspective thing. Yes. Like at the checkout counter of the supermarket and someone says, how are you doing? If you just give a dump of how you're doing, they might not really one deserve it, but also, you know, what is the reasons behind the overshare for the person oversharing, you know? Right. So that's, that's what like, I think that in mine, in your relationship, there really is no oversharing. We're just sharing at this point. I mean? <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> um, but we've we've built trust and right. we've shown up for each other and we feel a level of comfort in who we are ourselves, that we can be ourselves yeah. with each other, that it's sharing versus 
new friends, new people, strangers. Colleagues. Yeah. Yes. Colleagues. Right. And so totally what I, what I will say about this in, in oversharing is that, you know, when, when you and I were talking about doing this, I, I thought like for me, cause I used to be a massive oversharer, right? Like mm-hmm. even to the people in the grocery store, I'm sorry. Right. But, but for me, it came from like three different places. Right. And, and if you, if you Google it, you'll see like people talk about oversharing and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Or, or they'll talk about oversharing and, and anxiety, or they'll talk about oversharing and someone with an anxious attachment. And for me, I totally agree with the fact that my oversharing came from different things. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I overshared from an impulsivity where I didn't have any right. thought about it. And that really like, without like giving myself all these labels and like putting me in little boxes that really did come from like ADHD. Like sometimes I would like in high school or college impulsively overshare stuff about me or gossiping about others, mm-hmm. right. And other people's stories. Um, but sometimes I would overshare because of my anxiety in feeling like uncomfortable in a situation. Right. Right. So maybe there's social anxiety. Maybe I can't think of something cool or witty to say, you know, and then the yeah. oversharing came from the anxiety. And then with anxious attachment, it really came up in like making new friends or dating where I was seeking like connection and understanding, but, yeah. but also seeing if people could like handle me. Right. Like testing that water out. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm going to just share a ton of shit about me. Right. Yeah. Can you hold it? Like, can you handle it? Can you hold space for it? Or are you going to prove to me that I'm just too much and walk away? Right. Interesting. Sometimes oversharing is like a test for others. Yeah. Right. And so that's like when I think of like really oversharing, I think of it in like those three ways that it's come up for me. So like in that context, I'm curious. Yeah. In that last context, uh, especially about like dating or trying to connect with a new friend or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you look at oversharing then in a strictly uh, negative light? Like is, is the, uh, is the concept then if like, you're trying to connect and have people see the real you quickly, maybe, or just, Mm -hmm. you know, sooner than later, like why hide yourself to maybe have them like you more upfront, maybe, which is, would be a big, maybe, cause maybe not sharing enough. Maybe they feel like you're hard to read me, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how they're perceiving you, of course, but like, was it that you had concerns like, Hey, I, I, or I look at oversharing as like, this is not, not great. Is good. I, yeah. I guess what I'm asking. Yeah. So I would say me judging my previous behavior, right. Mm-hmm. I would say like, up until about, I don't know, how old am I? I know how old I'm <laughs> up until about like five years ago, I would say oversharing came from more of a negative place where mm. I was seeking approval. I was seeking reassurance. I was seeking that, you know, someone related to me so that I felt less alone. You know, it, it came sure. from a very like insecure place. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I, I see oversharing in at least for me in different ways, because sometimes I think that there's a difference between oversharing and sharing what's human. Right. Mm, So like you and I had an oversharing episode, a TMI episode. Yeah. Right. But that was all human stuff. Like telling Mm -hmm. people about my period is not oversharing. That's me being human. Right. So I think that like when we really think about, or at least when I think about oversharing, 
is it just a broad term when you're sharing anything, right? right. Or, or is it coming from a place of insecurity? Mm. Um, yeah. Or is it coming from a place of being human, but we're told that we can't like talk about those things? Right. Yeah. It's like, is it just that oversharing is talking too much mm -hmm. or is it the, about the content of what you're saying? Yeah. And yep. I feel like too, I, I struggle, I'm struggling even as we're dissecting this together mm -hmm. because I, I feel like where, where I feel the most uncomfortable are surrounding oversharing or, you know, is when I'm being spoken to mm -hmm. with too much stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't really typically look at what some, what someone's sharing with me pretty much ever as an overshare. However, I do think when I think of that though, where my brain goes is they're sharing too much stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about the content, but it's about how much content I'm receiving. So it's not yeah. the quality, it's the quantity of how much is being relayed to me. That's right. where my anxiety kind of starts to spike. That's where I'm starting to scan for exits. You know, that's when my social anxiety kicks in more when it's just like, okay, this feels intense. It feels like too much, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's been going on for too long and my brain simply cannot hold, right? Yeah. All of this information, even if my intentions are good to try yeah. to be a good listener, to try to respond with reflections or questions or whatever. And it's so it was like it, my in my younger self would always say, just be quiet and take it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like just take the oversharing. And of course, I'm sure I know I've shared too much, I suppose, with plenty yeah. of folks. I couldn't say who or why or what or when, because you know, none of it really stood out as like, oh my gosh, remember that time when you spilled your guts to that person. And I think part of it's because I am so guarded and boundaried. I've always been so mm -hmm. boundaried. Yeah. And so like when you're talking about like your twenties and even into your early thirties, like how you used to overshare way more, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or <clears throat> I struggle to relate a little bit because I felt like the only time I quote unquote overshared was with people that I had spent years developing bonds. Ah, with. Ah. And so I never considered me sharing my feelings or when I'm struggling and I'm relaying that information about a moment yeah. or a situation or relationship or whatever to a person as an overshare, because that's just my friend or that's just my right. mom, or that's just my, you know, my boyfriend at the time. And now my mm -hmm. husband, right? Like, and so yeah, I, I, it's just so interesting to me to think oh about gosh. this concept because, you know, I think where my anxiety lives with the concept of oversharing is that I feel like I feel a little clueless when it comes uh -huh. to this concept. This wow. Idea. Yeah. I mean, I've overshared so much in my life, you know, like <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember all of the oversharing I've done. And, and, and Part of how I know it's oversharing is because of one, it's like the context of the situation, right? right. Who are these people? Because a lot of times I overshared with people that I barely knew, right? right? Like um, when my dad was in the hospital and he had gotten diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I was like oversharing to one of the doctors about like my boyfriend and I breaking up, right? <laughs> like, you know, I, and again, I was seeking connection and, yeah. and you know, and then I like, might have alluded to having a crush on that doctor. 
Oh, damn. Right? Yeah. See, even right now, I feel like a wave of mortification, like just go through me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm not saying I never said something I didn't regret afterward. I just don't know if it was related to me oversharing something or not. I'm like, yeah, mm, I don't know. Mm, right. Maybe you and Is I it the same. Is it? Well, that's where I think the ADHD impulsivity could be the same. Like mm. saying something you later regret. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. Right. Like, yes, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. But maybe, maybe in the like dumping. Okay. I'm just going to tell my story. Yes. Right? And you tell me this. if you relate to this or not. All right. Okay. And that's okay. But what I, what I will say in general is when I was younger and I viewed oversharing in a negative light after I did it, um, I would feel embarrassed uncomfortable, exposed. I didn't know, like, if I saw that person again, how I would interact with them, you know, but now I feel like I've really worked on that part of me, especially in the last five years around boundaries and who I'm sharing with, Mm -hmm. um, that now I don't really see it in a negative light. And I just see it more like as being vulnerable or being brave with the people you're sharing with, right? Like intentionally sharing with, um, but okay, so when when I thought of oversharing, I thought of a time um, like a year after my dad passed. And so this was also like a year and a half after Mike and I, my ex, broke up after being together five and a half years. And so I'm, you know, on the dating scene. Uh, I'm not loving the dating scene. Um, and I had just learned about anxious attachment at this point, which definitely saved a lot of heartache understanding wanting to connect with someone in a way that comes from an insecure place mm-hmm. you know doesn't really work um was so helpful and so i was very passionate about anxious attachment and understanding the behaviors and one of the behaviors is oversharing because you're seeking reassurance you're seeking connection right so so i think this was like 2018 ish, right? Could have been 2017, 2018. And I had met this guy through a dating app and, um, I met him in the city at uh, a coffee shop. Right. And I, I can't even remember his name and I feel bad about that. He was like a nice (laughs) guy. I wish I could remember it. Um, and so we're like sitting in the coffee shop and we're both a little anxious and, we, you know, start talking and then we start talking about anxious attachment and then we feel super comfortable with each other. And we're in the coffee shop for like three hours talking. And at this point, we are just like dumping everything on each other, right? My dad had cancer. I took care of him for his last 10 weeks of his life. I got out of my relationship of five and a half years. I've dated some assholes since then, right? Like, I mean, you know, he's like, oh yeah, well, I hope you don't mind me telling you this, but I have a daughter from a woman that cheated on her boyfriend that I didn't know about. And I didn't even find out about my daughter for years (laughs) on our first meeting. Wow. First meeting. And it was really funny for me because I saw what we were doing so clearly because he obviously had an anxious attachment style too, right? Mm-hmm, right? And we both were like, hey, let me air all of my dirty, clean, you know, laundry to you and you do it to me and we're going to see if we're going to judge or reject each other, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
we hung out the entire day. We went for a walk in the park. I think we went to a museum and then maybe to an improv show. Like we spent the whole day together the entire time just oversharing every part of our life. Hmm. My fourth grade teacher like hit someone, you know, <laughs> just like, like just the most ridiculous stuff. But I also had this level of amusement during it. I had this like outer body, out of body experience because I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the oversharing that I've been reading about in books. Mm. And like, this guy does not actually, like, he's a stranger. He doesn't actually deserve everything I'm telling him. He doesn't need to know all this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And we ended up like hanging out once or twice, but after that, it's like, we already showed each other everything. <laughs> What's like, left to say? <laughs> nothing left after like a day or two, like full day dates. And it was like, okay, you know, and, and yeah. I don't even remember how it ended or anything. You were each um, other's therapists. <laughs> that, well, and that's the thing. I think ultimately, like we both like were processing a lot at that point. Yeah. And I think for both of us, it was a really cathartic experience. Right. Right. And I think that, I think that we both felt like we weren't that super interested in each other. And it felt okay. more like an instant friendship. Mm. Even though we're yeah. definitely not friends now and we haven't talked at all around. Right? <laughs> right. But like yeah, in yeah. that moment, but like he was a stranger I met on a dating app. Right. right. <laughs> and like all the, you know, the whole day just sharing everything. And I think it was exciting. I think that we both felt really heard and listened to. We were present to each other. We didn't judge. We approached each other with this wholeheartedness. Yeah. But also, it just was so un like, it was so much oversharing for both of us. For both, we did not sure need to know all the secrets on the first day. Yes, that's yeah. maybe true. So, okay, here's a question: When did you come to this realization that that whole experience was one giant overshare? Was it right afterward? Was yeah. it in the yeah. coming weeks? It was afterward? during and after. During once the like you know once the lid was ripped off or whatever analogy I'm, you know like once yeah. it was once it opened up like I'm watching myself and I'm like you don't have to say and I'm like no no go say it. he's saying stuff I'm saying stuff we're bonding sure. over our you know stuff um it was during that I was like oh like light bulb off this I, I probably won't do this again and I did I have not I have right. not it was great at the time but also I really realized like afterwards like maybe I don't want to do I don't want to tell everyone I don't, don't want to tell one person everything about me the first time we're meeting. Yeah. And I also don't want to learn everything about someone else the first time we're meeting. Right. It's an, it's a level of intensity. Like everything yeah. you said sounded so, so intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and, and mentally exhausting. Like I imagine it's great that you found even a person momentarily to, to share some of the stuff you were going with at that time. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't want to uncover the end of the book, or maybe some people do like before you've gotten through the first chapter. Yeah. But you know, and for those people that skip to the end, I guess maybe they do feel more satisfied. Like I'm the whole time you were talking, I was thinking as someone that's never dated, <laughs> um, not really like how, I don't know how I would have felt if that were me in that situation. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would either be, it would be a cold, hard, this was awesome. And this is, this is somebody I could be with or a, 
oh my God, running for the hills moment. Like there would be no gray area. And so like, just for curiosity's sake, when you had your first couple of interactions with Dan, the person you're now married to, yeah, how were they different in terms of sharing? Yeah. Um, I didn't overshare like <laughs> meaning you know, what though? Yeah, like, I mean, meaning I mean, like you just waited for a specific question and then answered it and then asked a specific, a specific question. And then he yeah, answered it. Like, yeah, it was and just a slower, it was, it was slower. Like on our dates, we would go out for like two, three hours at a time. And it was a lot of getting to know each other. Um, you know, like I myself, like know when I get attached to people. So at that point with that lens with Dan, I made sure to hang out with other people. I made sure like not to put all my eggs in one basket with him. Okay. Right. And so in that, it wasn't like, like when I'm thinking about this other guy and I really wish I remembered his name, I feel bad, but like, it was like sure oversharing. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. like with him it was like everything it was like let me share all my vulnerabilities and all my insecurities and let me share you know like everything that's ever happened to me and everything that's ever happened to you and like you know yeah yeah um but with Dan it was more like oh let's get to know who each other are right it Mm -hmm. was less of like a cathartic release of stuff and Mm -hmm. more like you know, now he knew that I was into anxious attachment because I put that on my dating profile. I was like, take this quiz and tell me what your results are. If you want to go on a date with me, <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, I'm not going down the avoidant route. Um, so, you know, he and I talked a bit about that, but we talked about music. We talked about our interests. It wasn't like right to like, what are your biggest vulnerabilities and fears? And, you know, it wasn't like, like that. So, how is, I'm just trying to square this person, right? You sharing all of that with the person that hates small talk and small talk, the bear. Yeah. (laughs) For anyone (laughs) call back to that episode about small talk. Um, Abby Abby, Abby does this great voice. Sometimes if you, if you're new warriors, you'll hear it. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, but you know, when you're sharing, like when you just said, it's like, I'm not, we're not sharing all the vulnerabilities or all of this and that. Yeah. I just thought of when you're just like, you know, instead of talking about the weather, it's like, what makes you smile? Right. And it's like that, you know, it's just, it's just interesting, right. To hear that, like somebody that also hates the concept of like, not going deeper, yeah. doesn't want to go too deep too soon with a person. Right. So, so instead of telling Dan all of my deepest, like, like fears and like, you know, insecurities, right? Um, I practice easing into vulnerability with him. So mm. like, I remember he said on like, um, I think it was our second or our third date. He was like, what's something that you don't like normally tell people about yourself, right? And like, hey, I could have said, you know, like, oh my God, my whole life, I thought I wasn't good enough. And so I self-sabotaged with multiple people many times right. to prove I'm not good enough that's oversharing, right? Like that in that moment is going down a rabbit hole as opposed to me saying, well, I really like Broadway music and and Disney music and musicals and pop music from the nineties, which is very vulnerable. It has taken me a long time to admit that is the music that I like. And those are my playlists. And 
I have been judged by my music before in the past, right? By so, idiots. But obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, but but for me, that was a vulnerability mm. to be like, oh, like some of my favorite music is like Broadway show tunes and Disney. <laughs> right. So something kind of felt vulnerable, but yes, wouldn't be considered like something past the surface, though. Right. Right. But I mean, it was it was insecure enough. I mean, that is something. Right. So you kind of gauging, right. Yeah. What, on what level of one to 10 is yeah. this information on like the grand scheme of like the right. human experience? Because <laughs> if he's going to reject me for my music choices on our second date, then, then that's like a rejection that I can handle way better than uh, like rejecting me for like my deep insecurity of like, you know, never, never being enough in a relationship or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Right. So it was like easing into the vulnerability versus like, you know, just ripping the bandaid off and doing everything all at once. It was like, no, let's ease into this. Let's get to know each other. Let's see how much more you deserve to learn about me based on our experiences together and building that trust. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's awesome just when any of us can arrive at a newer, truer, more beautiful version of ourselves. And so like, if you were a person that felt like you were consistently, whether it be dating or in your friendships or whatever, had a lot to say, and maybe was really left your heart out exposed, right. And raw on your sleeve, which of course then means that you're more open to being wounded and hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, that there is the opposite of like my cage self over here, where it's like, we have heart on your sleeve over there, just raw, open and exposed. And like mm-hmm. me behind several, several feet of brick wall. Yeah. And so it's just so interesting. And like, for me, when I think about oversharing, I think, um, about when I share literally anything with anyone, because it feels like if I'm talking to you for more than a little bit and I share anything that feels vulnerable, I don't look at it really as an overshare, I guess, because I've, I know that if I've gotten to the place where I'm saying something that's vulnerable, yeah, that it's because I know that this one of my people, this somebody yeah. that deserves this information, this is somebody that I know can handle it from me, yeah, um, that said as much, right? And yeah. I might even preface, at least in my more recent years too, like you mentioned, like within the last five years, how things have changed. Um, like, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind sharing this thing with you. Do you have space for it? <laughs> right. 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 Or is it okay if I share that with you? And like, you know, and then you just slowly start to gauge, right? How much deeper more or more often can you have a conversation mm-hmm. with this person? Right. And because we're both so easily bored by people that don't share themselves or don't expose themselves pretty quickly. Right. Then we, you move on. Yeah. And so we've talked about friendships so often. And that's where my brain goes when I think about oversharing, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to decide if I want to connect with a friend air quotes uh, or a person that I think might be right. One of my, one of my people or whatever, right. then it's like what you said about when you're dated Dan, right. Or when yeah. you are with someone that, you know, you don't want to give them everything on the first, the first meeting kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's just, um, it's so interesting. I feel like I'm learning about oversharing now as a 40 year old. Cause I yeah. truly don't know. And I mean, and to our, to our people that, you know, people in my life, I should say that listen to this podcast, you could be like, text me right now and be like, Hey, you definitely overshared that one thing that one time or whatever. And I'd love to hear it because to me, I always felt like I'm only sharing things like you said before about like your period or whatever with 
because it's my experience, right? With yeah. people that deserve it, with people that I, I have a foundation with. See, and that's yeah. like, it's so funny. Like I, I remember when I was living in New York city and like, I was with Mike at the time and like, we would just like meet people and, and they were like, you know, people maybe that he was going to be like acting in a play with or something like, right. Like people yeah. that like, I did not know, right. Meeting them for the first time. And then they would tell me like all about their sex life. And for me, that's an overshare, like, yeah. you know, like meeting someone like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about this until right now. Like one of like, like, I think, you know, 10 months into dating Dan, um, Dan and I were going out for his birthday and, um, he had some friends come out and my first time meeting these two people, they like, there was a bunch of people, but these, this couple needed to tell me about their relationship, about their BDSM, about how they tie each other up, encouraging me to look at pictures. I didn't want to look at right. And to yeah. this day, I don't know why they were oversharing all of that with me. I personally think they wanted to get a rise out of me, but maybe yeah. they were seeking connection. I don't know. Right. And so right. like, that's the thing is like with, with oversharing, I think that or at least for me in the past, when I overshared, if I felt bad about it later, like I was embarrassed by something I said, or I wish I could take something back. Mm -hmm. That's what made it a negative overshare. Interesting. Right? Okay. It came from a place where I was anxious, nervous, seeking connection, but feeling insecure. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus I might share stuff now. I mean, you and I share a lot of vulnerabilities on the podcast, right? But I'm I'm doing it in a way that comes from a secure place. So I don't feel like it's oversharing. Right, right. Okay. So when you um do you ever say to a person that's overshared to you, like that was a little bit too much? If I don't know them, I don't. Right. I'm like, ah, I don't like, ah. so then it's like, how do these people ever learn that I know. they're oversharing? I know. I just wonder if I want to see them again. Right. I know. But now I'm thinking like, I don't know, like I'd, maybe I'd want that feedback. Right. I Not everyone wants that feedback, I assume. Right. But then again, you know, if you don't, if you plan to never see them again, then I guess what's the harm. Right. In, in this one particular situation with this one couple that was cornering me to share about their BDSM. like Maybe they wanted you to be a three-way with them. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what they wanted. Like to this day, like they were just not my people for me to be like, hey, right. This is a bit much. This is like for them, it was like, okay, noted. Never get trapped in a corner with them again. Right. right. But other than that, like, I can't think of any like recent overshares where it's like, oh, I should point out this is an overshare, right? Mm, okay. Like, you know, you know, so it, it doesn't like, come up that often. No, because I think normally it comes up like when people are sharing it, it's in a safe space where we've earned each other's trust and we're being vulnerable. And it's we have some type of relationship with what they're say saying matches our type of relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got one. Yeah. Okay. I got one. I knew it would happen. <laughs> um, so when Adam and I moved to this neighborhood, um, we'd only been here for like 
a week. It was a really, it was like right after we moved in, um, our neighbors invited us to their backyard for an annual neighborhood barbecue that they had with some of the, you know, other neighbors. Not everyone lives like really on, like on our street, but like from the neighborhood, right. In general. And we learned that they were a lot of the parents of the kids that their kids went to school with. Mm -hmm. And so we were in our, you know, mid thirties, early to mid thirties when we moved here. And, um, we were definitely the youngest people at this event. So I had immediate, obviously social anxiety and discomfort and like regret. And like, we shouldn't have agreed to do this. Like, this is a bad idea. Why, what the fuck were we thinking truly? Cause both of us, you know, we also didn't really consider ourselves to be like the kind of people that like want to talk to and hang out with our neighbors. We're, we're really more the kind of people where it's just like, Hey, how are you? And you keep walking. Hey, how are you? And you, you clean out, you close the garage door, you finish letting your dog pee on the lawn and you go back home. Like, you know, we weren't really seeking connection with the neighbors in that way, but we had this offer. We'd only been there for a week and we're just like, maybe it's rude to turn them down. We don't actually have, but like, who knows? I couldn't in retrospect, know why the fuck we chose to go over there, but everyone was wonderful. Everyone was really kind and very warm and welcoming. Um, but I had a, I got in, into a conversation with a woman, um, and we literally met moments before Yeah, <laughs> and, um, she mentioned that she was a nurse and right away. I like dive, I dove into the fact that like, you know, my mom had leukemia and like that the nurses were so amazing. And they're like the unsung heroes of every hospital. And like, I literally meant every word that I said, yes. but I probably like, you know, deliver the speech for like five minutes. And the woman was really gracious. You know, she stood there, <laughs> she listened, she thanked, she like thanked me, I guess, for thanking all nurses in the whole yes. planet. Yes. And then she, you know, the conversation kind of ended really like, it was like, that was the end of the conversation. It was just kind of like, okay, like, so nice to meet you. <laughs> and like, I, no joke, like five to 10 minutes later, we were out of there. I said to Adam, I'm like, I'm so done. Like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And so we went up leaving and like, it had already, we'd already been there for a good long while. Yeah. Like after this interaction with this woman, that was the moment where I was just like, I felt guilty afterwards. Like I yes. probably went on and not really about her <laughs> and yes. like, Oh, which hospital do you work at? And like, <laughs> what, what kind of nurse are you? Oh, you know, cause I don't love talking about work either. Like we, during our yeah. small talk episode, we talked all about it. I fucking hate talking to people about yes. work. Like sometimes it feels safe and like you go with what's safe, especially when you're uncomfortable. But like, I went in the complete opposite direction. I was just like, let me tell you all about my mom being sick and how I felt about the nursing staff. Yeah. And there was this one nurse that actually pushed the boundaries a few times. And she sat in the room with my mom and she like would, you know, ask my mom if she could just check her phone for five minutes before she got back to work. And like, yeah. So like, I kind of like dumped all this out in, in a brief amount of time, probably not, didn't feel brief to her. I'm sure <laughs> it was relatively brief, but yeah, I guess I would very much consider that an overshare because yes. I, I remember it now. I mean, yes, yes, this conversation kicked it off, but, um, I remember the discomfort that was yes. like, oh, okay. That was a lot yeah. for that person to that handle too much upon meeting me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it. I love also that, that for me, I had a hard time thinking about like one, because I've overshared or experienced I mean, I have a hard time ex like remembering all the experience of being overshared too, but I've had so many and you're like, 
I'm having a hard time because I've rarely do it, but oh yeah, I can relate. I've done it too. Right. Oh like, yeah. No, I knew yeah. that I must have. Yeah. And that's why I said like, I, you know, people haven't said to me like, Hey, that was too much information for me right now. Yeah. And so like that to me would have, and would be, so if you're listening and we ever have a conversation in the future and you feel like I've shared too much with you, like, please tell me. So I know, <laughs> and I yeah. can try to track my own patterns. Right. So like, yeah, but not everyone wants that either. And you know, it, it may be a deterrent for people. You wonder, it's like, if somebody does share something vulnerable and deep with you, whether or not you could hold it or not, mm-hmm. it's a fine line to tread. I'm sure for people like to know how to say something to a person that's like, yeah. Hey, I care for you, or I've enjoyed meeting you or whatever, yeah, right. but, <laughs> you know, to gently say that was a lot. Yeah. Right. Like maybe right. that's the best way to say it. Like that's, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot of information. Like I'm trying to think of how I would want to be told without being cruel. Right. Yeah. It's like, Hey, that was a lot of information. And so like, yeah. but yeah, I've been, I've been, I've certainly been on the receiving end so many times where it's like, I wish I could tell this person, but I feel like there's no happy, easy way to just be like, that was a lot of information. Right. And I'm feeling like I need a break now, or I'm exhausted right. or, you know, whatever. Right or I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, so. you know, I feel like one of my go-tos is like, oh, that was an interesting choice to say that. Right. But also like, it's kind of a little snarky and bitchy. It right? is. It's you snarky. Know? It is. It almost feels like that. That's the kind of comment that would make me angry. Yeah. Right. Because it's skirting the issue. But- if you say, I feel uncomfortable by the information you just mm. shared, then I'm going to potentially be more reflective of like, oh, wow. Okay. Something I said made someone feel a certain way. Not like that was an interesting choice to say to me. Like to me, that feels worse. Right. Personally. I don't like like you wouldn't, you know, again, I'm just thinking about this one couple that like, but like, (laughs) you know, because I feel like oversharing in general is a behavior that's communicating a need. And I think a lot of the times the need is the person is looking for reassurance. Mm. The person is looking for connection. The person, you know, is looking to yeah. be seen. Right. 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 But with this particular couple, I have no idea what that need was. And I really just feel like they're trying to get a reaction from me. So with them, I would never want to say I'm feeling uncomfortable because I feel like they wanted me to feel uncomfortable in their oversharing. Even if they wanted that though. Yeah. Would saying that made me uncomfortable offer them so much satisfaction that they would like high five each other and be like, we did it. We made this total stranger really uncomfortable by showing naked pictures of my girlfriend tied up with right. Like that you've never met her before. So is it, so do you think you didn't say anything because you didn't want to offer them the satisfaction of getting what they wanted? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just like really like got a mindful body, mindful presence on. I was like, oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm interesting. Those look like those hurt. And then I like tried to turn my attention to Dan and like, get away from that. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God, get me away from here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I mean, I'm just thinking about how I would handle this situation. I'd be like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like you're <laughs> fucked up. That's exactly what I would say to that person. <laughs> I'd be like, you're a sicko. You should probably walk away from me. Like that is literally what I would say to that person. hundred percent. Very strange. I wouldn't have even second guessed it. It Yeah. I would just be like, I'm going to walk away from you now. Like that's literally literally cornered me. I was stuck. I was stuck. I was cornered. This is a separate episode. How do you get out of an oversharing conversation? Oh yeah. That's going to have to be. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on this warriors? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we know you do. Don't overshare yeah. them to us, but you, no. can, <laughs> you can send us a, you know, you can send us a DM or an email <laughs> and let us know your thoughts on, on oversharing and, um, how, how you've successfully gotten out of either oversharing yourself or somebody over dumping onto you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just, okay. I think the reframe is so important. You know, it's like the, the reframe and oversharing is like, first of all, the context of the person, right. like who is this person? Are they a total stranger or are they someone, you know, and then what is your purpose for the overshare? Is it for seeking connection? Is it seeking reassurance or is it just to make someone uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Move forward with those, those pieces of awareness. Right. And can you find the bravery to say to a person, right? I feel uncomfortable or or express what's going on with you when you're there receiving that information. Or if you start to notice the pattern in yourself, right? Those are good self-reflection ideas too. Mm -hmm. Or you can ask trusted people too. Like, Hey, do you notice if I have a tendency towards this? Like, do you have any experience with me doing that? Right. And so like, find out, get some feedback again, if this sounds like it's something you're curious about on your own journey. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, take some time warriors this week to reflect on all of that. Maybe overshare it to your journal or in meditation or <laughs> to a trusted earned, you know, earned loving friend or partner or family member. Um, and, uh, sit with it for a bit. Feel free to reach out. Let us know how you feel about it. This mm-hmm. topic. If you yeah. have thoughts, if you have thoughts, we'd love to hear from that, uh, from you on that. Yeah. Marco, do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. Win of the week. My win this week is that, um, yesterday I had a really long day. It was a great day. Um, and I got home and there was a whole bunch of packages and mail sitting out on the stoop. And it was pretty dark at that point. And so I'm like, just trying to get my shit in the door. And I just wanted to you know, get in the shower and eat dinner and whatever. And again, it had been a great day, but I just, I was just tired. It had been a long commute home, a lot of traffic. So I get inside and I kind of just like drop everything to the side. Mm-hmm. I skim through the, um, you know, the paper mail really quickly and grab what's mine and leave what's Adam's um, by the door. And then I very rarely get any packages here. Like, and I know what I've ordered when I've ordered stuff. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm not one of those, like I had a glass of wine and then I forgot that I, oops, binge ordered on Amazon. Like that never happens to me. Yeah. Same here. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't understand. Actually, whenever I hear people talking about that, I'm like, wow, that must be horrifying. I can't yeah. imagine just spending like lots of money or even $5 on something that I have no memory of buying. Like that's frightening. Um, so I kind of just assumed all the packages were Adam's because you know, typically mm-hmm. he gets more packages than I do. So I go to the bathroom. I go to take a shower, do all the things here. Look, this is my overshare everyone. Enjoy. Um, I promise I'm getting to the point anyway. So what I did you do in the bathroom? Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> you know what? I was going to make a statement and I'm not going to I stopped myself from the overshare. You're welcome warriors. <laughs> so, um, I get out of the bathroom and, uh, Adam had just gotten home and he shouts, um, from downstairs where he went and he's like, I'll be right up. You know, I was like, Oh, you left one of your packages up here. Cause he took everything down with him. He said, no, no, that's yours. I was like, Oh, the fuck. I'm like, I didn't order anything. So I go open it up and it is a canvas of my dog, and it is a paint by numbers of my pooch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, I definitely didn't order this. I'm making it a long story for just for the fun (laughs) of it. Yeah. I had no idea where you were. Abby had bought me this amazing gift. (laughs) 
<laughs> of paint by numbers of my dog. You had gotten some for you and Dan to paint mm-hmm. together of, you know, your dog's Noki and Arrow. And mm-hmm. um, I had commented on them. Obviously, you'd sent mm-hmm. me video time lapses and pictures. And so it was super cool. And so you said mm-hmm. it looked like fun and I was like, the tables on me and mm-hmm. threw the surprise gift my way. I'm not used mm-hmm. to being on the receiving end of a surprise gift. So it was so wonderful. I speaking of oversharing, I've, of course I shared to Instagram immediately and talked about how I <laughs> cried for 10 minutes by the sink in my kitchen, just staring at this amazing painting Aww. of my dog that I'm going to be painting. Um, and it's going to be easy peasy because it's non-artistic anxiety warrior is going to be freaking out probably about messing it up, but thankfully it's paint by numbers. So yeah, it's very, very hard to mess up. It so is. I'll find a way, but I'm going to try to be positive about it and let go a little bit. But I did I'm, not I've get been... you this gift for you to have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> but you, you unintentionally gave me more anxiety, but I love you. I love it so much. Yay. And, um, talk about like, comfortability. I said to Abby via text, I'm like, I'm crying in my kitchen. She goes, send me pictures. And I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these were very ugly pictures. I was like, you know no. what? She asked for the pictures. So I'm sending them of me crying in the kitchen. And, um, that's our friendship. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can pick and choose who you can really share all the things with, including mm-hmm. your ugly cry faces in the moment. So that is my big canvas sized win of the week. And Yay! I can't wait to my little pooch on this thing and hang it up. It's going to be really cool. So I'm excited. Thank you, my love. You are so welcome. Um, I am excited whenever it's done. It might take months, so there's no pressure. Yes. And pressure. you did such a good job storytelling. I really didn't know where you were going. You oh. caught me with like the Amazon and the glass of wine and then you're going upstairs <laughs> to the bath. I mean, I was it's like, where ADHD. is going? <laughs> and I forgot all about the package until the end. <laughs> I'm also a storyteller, man. This is how yeah, this that was goes. Good. That was good. You kept me, you know, just waged. Yeah, you kept me engaged. Anticipation. All right, Warriors. We love you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you would like to connect with us for any reason, you can hop on over to Instagram and join our Instagram fam. We're at anxiety warriors podcast, or you can email us at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com. You can shout out your wins of the week, share topic ideas with us. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show, we would love to hear from you, get you on the calendar and help you share your anxiety journey with the podcast world. Mm Please take two seconds, smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in. Please be sure to follow the show so you never miss an episode. And that tells all the little fun algorithmy places that you are listening and actively seeking out our episodes. Yes. That you can like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also, we have some kick-ass merch in our Threadless shop. You can find that in our show notes. So you can grab yourself something fun and support our show in style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful we get to do this with you all every week. Till next time. 